Hello and welcome to the St Mark's MK podcast. We are a small community in Milton Keynes, growing in faith as disciples of Jesus, while showing love and sharing hope to all our neighbours. Thank you for joining our village. We hope this conversation about building a life of peace and meaning helps you. It will make much more sense if you use these episodes as conversation starters with others and see where the grace of God leads you. never really liked the game of Jenga or at least I used to hate it when I lost at Jenga if I was the person that pushed or pulled out the brick that made the whole tower topple this feeling of injustice would rise up in me it wasn't my fault that the tower toppled it was everybody else's fault that went before me it was them that were foolish enough to take out the wrong bricks and they made the whole tower structurally unstable mine would have been fine if they hadn't done their action before mine was just a small action but it seems to have had this massive consequence this is the straw that broke the camel's back. This is the very small action which had a consequence and an effect way bigger, way out of proportion for the size of the action. There's this philosophical debate uh, as to which of the straws actually breaks the camel's back. Is it that final straw? And it's as if the final straw says, no, of course it isn't. It's the cumulative effect of all those straws. You see this, maybe you were the kid in class or maybe you remember the kid in class who they were always the one that got caught. It wasn't because necessarily they did it all, they didn't cause all the trouble, but they were just the last one seen. It was just their little effort that pushed it over what the teacher was prepared to accept. Maybe you remember being in the backseat of the car or something as a kid and you would ask, are we nearly there yet? And your mum would flip out and say, for goodness sake, please stop asking that. I've had enough. No more talking. And you'd think, good grief. I, I asked reasonably. I asked kindly. I asked politely. Why all the aggro? And it was because your sister had already asked a thousand times and you were just the straw that broke the camel's back. We're in this little conversation wondering if there are some practices, some rhythms, some habits, wondering if there's some scaffolding that we can build into our lives that would make it more possible that we would build a life of peace and meaningfulness. We spent the last few weeks looking at the levels of overwhelm that we experience from our levels of busyness and hurry and wondering if there is something we can do to slow down, something we can do to focus our minds on worship and reject the empire to discover uh, delight and joy and playfulness and worship again as we develop the practice of Sabbath. But in each stop along this journey, the, the point is this, to identify something in our lives which is a little bit off kilter, and then to ask, is there something in the way of Jesus that would help rectify that? Is there a medicine in the cabinet of our faith that would help us heal that um, hurt? So today, we're going to look at noise. Now, as I, in a moment, I run through a list of some of the noises that might be in your life, that are in my life, I have a hunch that there will be this defensive voice that rises up inside you, where you uh, jump and defend the reputation of each one of these noises and you say actually Paul what are you on about you crazy vicar none of these noises is a problem there all of them are perfectly innocent and reasonable and explainable and I need all of these noises in my life and all of that might well be true none of these noises is inherently bad I don't think but I wonder if the effect is 
many, many straws on the back of a camel. I wonder if the effect is doing something profound to us. Think about the noises that are in your life right now. It's the alarm clock that wakes you up. It's the radio that goes on in the car. It's the podcast that you have to have on your earbuds as you're traveling. It's the Spotify playlist which just keeps going in the background whilst you also have the telly on in a different room whilst somebody else is having a conversation on their phone just across the room from you and you're scrolling through your uh, newsfeed listening to somebody else speak. It's the thousands and thousands of voices on your newsfeed. It's the neighbor's dog barking. It's the arguments that happen on the in the bus stop late night outside your house. It's the builders just down the road doing the renovation. It's the cars and the planes and the buses that go past and over your house. It's the other people. It's the playtime at the local school. It's the taxis. It's the notifications. It's the phone ringing. It's the Zoom. Bing bong. It's the audiobook that's going on in your head it's the question and the interruption from Alexa that asks if you want to do the update it's the microwave and the dishwasher and the cooker whirling in the background the kettle uh, it's the coffee machine grinding the beans whatever it is think of the amount of noise in your life and that's just the external noise what if we were to focus a minute on the internal noise the questions you have about who and how you are, the way that you are rehearsing a conversation you're going to have with your boss, the way that you are playing through an argument you had with a loved one recently and seeing if there is a way that you could have won it quicker or better. It's the way that you are questioning the upbringing you had still decades later and wondering if it was fair or not. It's the fantasy that you allow to play in your mind in moments of boredom and maybe that's sexual, maybe it's escapist, maybe it's the one where you win an Oscar or help a whole train full of people escape mortal danger. It's the questions you have, it's the reminding yourself to put something on the shopping list because it needs to be there, it's the existential angst you have because you ordered a dolphin friendly tuna and they gave a non-ethical friendly tuna in the delivery that was dropped in your doorstep yesterday and now you don't know what the most responsible thing to do with that tin of tuna is. It's the wondering if you'll ever get married, if you'll ever have children, if you'll ever be a better parent. It's the wondering about your health and your money and whether you'll ever be able to go to the cinema again and your politician and the politician on the other side and who to believe and how to filter your way through all of the statistics that are thrown at you every day. And that's just the tip of the internal noise iceberg. A guy called Daniel Levitin wrote a book called The Organized Mind and in it he talks about the overwhelm of noise and decisions that we have to make and things that we have to filter. He says that in 1976 the average American supermarket stocked about 9,000 items. He says that today that number is way over 40,000 items. But most of us, you and I, we, we get most of our shopping done within just 150 items, which means to go to the supermarket, we have to take in and ignore 39,800 items. Have you got any idea how exhausting it is for your brain to do that? Of course you do, because your brain has to do that. Back in 2015, a guy called Kevin McSpadden wrote an article in Time that said, looking at all of the noise, all of the distraction, all of the input that was happening and, and flowing into our brains, looking at the effect that had on our brains. He said that in the year 2000, before the start of the tech boom, 
the average human had uh, an attention capacity, an attention span of 12 seconds. By the year 2015, when he wrote this article, that had dropped to eight seconds. Now, the pessimists say that uh, a goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds, so we're losing to a goldfish. The optimists amongst us say that, don't worry about it, a goldfish has an attention span of seven seconds, so it's all right, we're ahead of a goldfish. My point is, either way, we're splitting hairs with whether me or a goldfish has better attention. But of course, it's not just our brains that are changing. Maybe we're paying a spiritual price for this as well. Catholic writer Ronald Rollheiser says that we are distracting ourselves into a spiritual oblivion. Maybe you recognize that. Maybe it's hard to hear the voice of Jesus because you can't filter it out from all of the other noise. In his book that we've quoted lots in this discussion, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, John Mark Comer quotes uh, a writer called Andrew Sullivan who writes this. Modernity slowly weakened spirituality by design and by accident in favour of commerce. It downplayed silence and mere being in favour of noise and constant action. The reason we live in a culture increasingly without faith is not because science has somehow disproved the unprovable, but because the white noise of secularism has removed the very stillness in which it might endure or be reborn. If the churches came to understand that the greatest threat to faith today is not hedonism, but distraction, perhaps they might begin to appeal anew to a frazzled digital generation. So are you part of the frazzled digital generation? Do you just feel overwhelmed and fried by the amount of noise? Is there something in the way of Jesus that could help? Good news? Yes, there is. <laughs> and so often the antidote is the antithesis. People who are way ahead of me on the path towards Christlikeness always trumpet the value of stillness, of quiet of peace, of a purposeful practice of carving out space for nothing other than silence. It was a practice of Jesus many times. If you read through the Gospels, it's remarkable how many times he removes himself from the busyness and the activity and the noise and the demand and the distraction of everyday life. And he places himself in a situation of silence and stillness and quiet and listening. So many times directly after a moment when he's done something utterly remarkable, he goes away and is still and is quiet. So many times just before he comes back to do something remarkable, he's been juiced up and energized and given whatever it is he needed in a moment of stillness, in withdrawing and retreating into quiet and peacefulness. It's a practice of Jesus. It's one of the most favorite, um, one of the most famous lines in one of the most famous Psalms is this: "Be still and know that I am God." The stillness and the knowledge go hand in hand. So here's a challenge for this week: set a five-minute alarm on your Alexa or your phone or whatever, and find somewhere where you can be completely still, where you can be silenced, where you can remove yourself from the external noise at least, 
And then can you be still and silent for five whole minutes? Maybe you want to meditate on that line from the psalm, be still and know that I am God. And then as you try it, then do an audit of just how difficult, how easy, how life-giving, how problematic that whole experience was and bring that back to your Zoom room or to your discussions that you're having with other people who are trying to help you towards Christ-likeness. Was that the most difficult experience ever? Was that the longest five minutes ever? Did you suddenly notice that the volume of the internal noise increased dramatically? Was it possible for you to wait five minutes without the hand just reaching into your pocket and grabbing out your phone and looking at something? Was it possible for you not to um, have a mind swimming with other thoughts? What was it like to be still and silent for a moment? We'll carry on with this in future weeks. But this week, may you be blessed with freedom from the distractions. May you be blessed with an ability to be still and silent amidst the Ferrarian hurricane of noise. May you be blessed by an ability to see through the distractions, to see the face of grace. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going with friends and join us anytime. Have a look at stmarksmk.com to see what our village is getting up to. You're so welcome to join us. Until next time, be blessed by the giver of peace.